Well, <laughs> I may need those. Uh, blessed morning to you, Life Spring Church family. I'm so honored, blessed to be here today. It's great to be part of a church family that just loves God's word and just desire to move in the spirit. It's just so good to be here today. And, you know, uh, God gave me the privilege today to bring you the word. I think it's going to be quite an appropriate word. Uh, so I'm going to pray and we'll move forward, okay? Oh, Holy Spirit, I thank you. You're here today. I just pray that you just lead us, you guide us, you empower us, you just come and be with us. We want to be open to you, what you're doing, where you're going, how you're moving in our lives, in our community, around our settings. We give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, before I begin, let me tell you a little bit of something about myself. Uh, I'm Pastor uh, Joe Duvo. I'm one of the uh, licensed pastors, one of the many that come here, part of Life Spring Church. And I've been uh, walking with the Lord for about 42 years. Um, one part of my testimony is that I really relate a lot to Acts chapter 19. Uh, because before I was saved for about 10 to 15 years, I was involved and practiced things of the occult. That may scare some people, like, why is this guy up here? But somebody invited me to a Christian coffee house, and I went there with the attitude, well, I'm just going to go in your coffee house, walk in and walk out. God had other plans, because he just came all over me. And so after I got saved, I just got the New Testament, and I just devoured it. I was just reading page after page, couldn't wait. And I got to Acts 19, 19, because I relate to that. Oh, this is what I do in my stuff. I mean, I had items, I had t-shirts that were demonic and groups that were demonic and magazines and you name it. And I destroyed everything. I ripped it up, I burned it up, I smashed it. I freaked my family out. But I'm redeemed and delivered by the blood of the Lamb. And I can't stand that stuff. So you can either open up your Bible apps or your Bible books or look on the screen here. Could be reading out of Acts chapter 20 here. And the theme I have is that being open to the Holy Spirit. You can bring encouragement to some and discouragement to others. We've already been talking about that. So let's read the word. Acts 20 verses 1 through 12. When the uproar had ended, Paul sent for the disciples, and after encouraging them, said goodbye and set out to Macedonia. He traveled through that area, speaking many words of encouragement to the people, and finally arrived in Greece, where he stayed three months, because the Jews made a plot against him just as he was about to sail for Syria. He decided to go back through Macedonia. He was a company, now I get the fun names, he got a company by Sodber, son of Pyrrhus from Berea, Architectus and Secondus from Thessalonica, Gaius from Derby, Timothy also, and Tychicus and Trifumus from the province of Asia. These men went on ahead and waited for us at Troas, but we sailed from Philippi after the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and five days later, joined the others at Troas, where we stayed seven days. On the first day of the week, we came together to break bread. 
Paul spoke to the people, and because he intended to leave the next day, kept on talking until midnight. There were many lamps in the upstairs room where we were meeting. Seated in a window was a young man named Eutychus, who was sinking into a deep sleep as Paul talked on and on. When he was sound asleep, he fell to the ground from the third story and was picked up dead. Paul went down, threw himself on the young man, and put his arms around him. Don't be alarmed, he said. He's alive. Then he went upstairs again and broke bread and ate, and after talking until daylight, he left. The people took the young man home alive and were greatly comforted. May God bless that word. Well, as you see, we've been traveling through the book of Acts here for about 20 chapters, and it seems almost forever. And even though we're traveling through this book of Acts, we're still traveling through the book of Acts that's continuing on today. Amen? And so, you know, it would be difficult to read this book, I would say, and not see the Holy Spirit. I mean, the Holy Spirit's just all over this book. If you go back and you look at uh, Acts 1 8, when God said, You're going to receive my power from the Holy Spirit, you're going to be my witnesses. Well, that's the springboard for the whole entire book. It is weaved in every last page, almost every last word. That's what's going on. And that's what the Spirit of God is still doing today. He hasn't stopped, okay? So, and we're going to see today that being open to the Holy Spirit helps us be spirit-filled, spirit-led, spirit-empowered, and will bring encouragement to those, there goes a car, <laughs> to those who are coming to faith, but discouragement to those who oppose and don't want God's will. So I got four points here today. The first point could be verses one through three. This should be up there, I hope. Words of encouragement can come when being open to the Holy Spirit. Now, when we look through these first six verses, I mean, kind of you know, reads like a travelogue. Here's what we went. Here's what we did. Here's who's with us, and here's what's happened. Oh, right. thank you, Luke. Paul was in Asia for three months. And, you know, we, like, we can skim over verses. Come on, I've done it, right? We've all done it. Just skim over the verse. I want to get to the Utica story, you know? But if you stop and look, you might see something. And that's why I love the Bible Project. So what's Paul doing? I mean, he goes to Asia. What's he doing? Well, he probably already wrote Romans, maybe wrote to the Thessalonians, might have started the book of Corinthians. But there's one thing I know he was doing. He was encouraging people. Where do you see that? Well, Luke gives us an idea right there in verses 1 and 2. He said he, he gathered the disciples to encourage them. Everywhere he went, he was encouraging people. And when he's going there in Asia, I bet you he was sitting there, standing there, encouraging Christians, believers, I want you to stand in the faith. I want you to move in the spirit. I want you to spread the gospel. Again, he did those three things. And who was with him at one time? Barnabas. Remember Barnabas' name means son of encouragement. Well, that same Holy Spirit that's on Barnabas is now on Paul. Now, I know Paul and Barnabas had their issue about Mark, and they went their separate ways. But I do believe and think that Paul and Mark did reconcile. 
And if you want to look this up later, not on the screen, you look up 2 Timothy 4.11 or Philemon verse 24. Philemon just doesn't have any chapters. And this is what Paul's doing. This is how the Holy Spirit is working through Paul, moving through Paul, doing things in Paul. He's going everywhere, and he's encouraging people. But if you look at verse 3, the Jews are making a plot against him. You see, some people are not encouraged. That's really odd. Why would that happen? Some people, you know, that's the Holy Spirit. That's his job. He's convicting people of sin, righteousness, the judgment to come. But see, some people want to resist. Some people want to come near. Point two. Fruits of salvation can come when being open to the Holy Spirit. And we got this next list. Great, Paul, you gave me a list of your traveling companions. That's more than a list of Paul's traveling companion. What do you mean? Well, let's look at some of these names. We have Sotopur, son of Phyrus, from Berea. Remember Berea? Acts chapter 17, 10 through 15, when Paul went to Berea, spoke to the people that were more noble, went home, checked out the scripture. Well, we have someone who did that's following Jesus now. Then we have Architicus and Secondus for Thessalonica. Well, that's where Paul went before he got to Berea. Acts chapter 17, 1 through 9. He went to the synagogues, speaking from the scriptures, proving that Jesus is the Christ. Well, we got two believers right here following him, following Jesus. And next we have Gaius from Derby. Remember Derby? Acts chapter 14, 4 through 20. We have another believer. And, and, and Sotopur is mentioned once. Architecus is mentioned five times. Second is mentioned once. Gaius is mentioned five times. And next, I'd like this last part. T Timothy. Well, Timothy, let's see. Um, we have two letters in our Bibles. He wrote two books straight to Timothy where we get our you know, qualifications for leaders. And I think every Christian should ascribe to those qualifications. And he's mentioned 25 times in the New Testament, six alone in Acts. And of course, Paul took Timothy under his wing, helped him, you know, mentored him to be a pastor. And so these guys are fruits. You know, when Paul's going to place to place, he's not only speaking scriptures, he's talking about everything that happened from Acts 19 through, through 20 right now. I went here, I went there, I did all this stuff. And these guys, they go forward to Troas. What do you think they're doing when they get there? Well, they're talking about... And here we have Paul. You notice that the candles are going on. You, you think it's kind of stuffy here. Can you imagine being up on the third story of a building with just a few windows and the, and the candles going and it's stuffy? Yeah. This is why Eutychus, who names means fortunate or lucky, I think after this I changed my name, is sitting by the window. He doesn't want to fall asleep, but no one else is falling asleep. He gets tired, sleepy, and he falls three stories. And he's picked up dead. Now, we know Luke wrote 
Acts. Here's a question. Oh, I didn't know I was going to get a question here. And I don't want any of the pastors to answer, okay? Because I know they know the answers. What was Luke's profession? Who can tell me? Doctor, thank you. Luke's a doctor, and he's very picky about I mean, he wrote the gospel, his own gospel in Acts, and he's very meticulous. He wants accurate information. And you see the we and us? Luke is not secondhand. Luke is there. Luke is part of this. Luke is a witness. He gets there first. Eutychus is dead. He knows he's dead. It's not like, well, maybe they... Th no. He used a very good word for, in Greek for dead. No, it means? It means he's dead. D-E-A-D. -E he's dead. And so, I don't know how long it took Paul to get down there. Paul gets down there and... and, and picks up Eutychus and, and, and hugs him, embraces him, and says five words. Don't be alarmed. He's alive. And the Holy Spirit gives life back to Eutychus. And then, I love this. Paul, like, okay, well, you know, I'm kind of hungry. Let's go back upstairs and have something to eat and preach this to the morning. Just another day in the Holy Spirit, it seems like. Like, wow, that's, I mean, these people heard about signs and wonders. They got to see one. And this is very similar to uh, two prophets in the Old Testament. One is Elijah. 1 Kings 17, 17 to 24, the widow at Zarephath. And then Elisha with the Shumanite son, 2 Kings 4, 17 to 37. Similar things, but Paul's being led by the Holy Spirit. Now, Eutychus, what a testimony this guy's got. I mean, like I said, his name meant fortunate, but now he really knows he's, as he's saying, favored by God. He's a forerunner for the gospel. What do you think when he gets home? I mean, it looks like maybe his family didn't come with him. I can imagine he gets home the next day and, you know, his parents, hey, Eutychus, uh, how did the meeting go all night? Well, you know, I was, was upstairs. It's kind of stuffy. I was uh, sitting by the window. I, I fell out. I fell down. I died. But uh, the Holy Spirit, you know, Jesus gave my life back to me. And next day I know Paul's hugging me. Really, can you tell me more? Eutychus becomes a walking testimony. He just goes forward. So what about us? What about myself? Well, I do have something that really relates to this. Uh, back in 2019, part of One Hope, uh, we did a mission trip to Puerto Rico. And let me say this. You are all missionaries. I didn't sign up for Salt Lake. No, I have a real simple definition for that. It's wherever your two feet take you whether it's across the street or across the world. You know, I've been part of YWAM. I have a real missionary mind, and uh, God has sent me here. So we went down there because uh, Hurricane Maria came in and did, just devastated the place. And we flew there and then uh, drove down to Santa Isabel. And it seemed like every day we met, you know, a lot of nominal believers. We talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Or well, the Holy Spirit, I like, 
we didn't hear about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I mean, this is like Acts. We didn't hear about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There's a Holy Spirit? Yeah. And we were talking from Acts 2, like, just about every day, asking people, would you like to get prayed for? Well, I'm not sure. And some people we pray for, like, what was that? That's not a what. That's a who. It's called the Holy Spirit. It's called the presence of God. Really? Now, those who go into Salt Lake, you're going to have a day off. We had a day off down in Puerto Rico. And a few of us decided to go to this hot springs up in Cayomo, Puerto Rico. I might have mispronounced one. It's like half an hour. But a few of us said, hot. Kaimui, thank you. Some of you knew it. Thank you. Um, and some of us said, uh, well, we got to, you know, God doesn't take a day off. I am not saying you can't take a day off, okay? Let me encourage you, next time emotional, healthy spirituality is taught, there's a good class, part of that, that talks about the Sabbath. So it was me and the four women. We went up there because I wanted to go. Open to God. So we're up there, and they got these pools being fed from underwater. One's very warm, one's hot, and we're just... You know, in the pool, and this guy's across from me, and he goes, you know, where, where are you guys from? Oh, we're, we're from Federway, Washington, one whole four square. We're here to help the people down in Puerto Rico. And, of course, we get into discussion about, again, the Holy Spirit. His name was Nick, and he was from Philadelphia and had a house down there. So we're talking to him, and uh, one of us gets the word back pain. He's going, well, I ain't got any back pain. Well, his wife, Carmen, was right there at the edge of the pool. She goes, I, I got back pain. Well, you want to get prayed for? Sure. Come down in the pool. Realize there's other people in the pool. Come on down. Just raise your hands up. We're going to pray for you. So we lay hands on her. God touches her back. She's happy. We're happy. Nick's happy. We have two people in the pool who are actually angry has scowls on their face. Can you imagine that? Not happy that somebody's being delivered. So we continue talking to him, and we go up, and we're up by a table, and he's going, oh, pray for me, pray for me. Okay, Nick, sit down. So we lay hands on him, praying for him, and we get a word. There's something in your past that God wants you to be healed from. So we start praying. And he goes, something left, and he starts crying. He goes, you made me cry. You made me cry. No, it's the Holy Spirit. The good thing is he brought us all the best barbecue chicken I ever had. I mean, that would help. You know what? The day's not over yet. There's one more, probably two. But uh, before we went to Puerto Rico, God had given me this word, water the flower. Okay, um, water the flower. I don't know what that means, Lord. I mean, I, I hear what God says, but I don't say, Lord, I know what you said, but I don't know what you meant. But we'll find out. Gonna leave it to the Holy Spirit, what he wants to do. So there's one girl named Michelle who just had a big, big heart for the community. She would uh, connect us with people to help them out, make sure they had proper help. And we said, you know, come over tonight. We're going to pray for you. So she comes on over, and she sits down, and we
start praying. Kath, Pat, Kathleen Norcross prays for her first, and I get led next to pray for her, and I'm praying for maybe like a minute or two. I mention the word, water the flower. The Holy Spirit just falls all over her. He is ministering to her. He's doing a deep work in her heart. She is crying because she was a flower to be watered. And that's something that God spoke to her, which there was no way I could possibly know that. And she, we also gave her $3,000 to buy a new car to bless her. And this is, and this is what the Holy Spirit can do. This is the type of things he, he's able to do. And, you know, it's, again, it's not me. It's the Holy Spirit. I'm just going, hey, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Ashley preached, you know, Lord, here I am. Send me. I say, well, Holy Spirit, here I am. What would you like to do? I don't know what he's going to do. He may do nothing, but that's up to him. So, I mean, Pastor Dan gave me this, asked me to do this sermon way, way early in, in the beginning of the year. So I worked on it, you know, last month or so. And as we got closer, that, you know, we're basically going to be closing Acts, at least the book, this book, but not the other Acts. Don't close that one, okay? <laughs> Until this September. And I like, this is a very fitting sermon for right now, because I know a lot of us, like, planning to go on vacation, summer vacation, where we're going to go. The Holy Spirit is with you, okay? Let me just encourage you. Be open to the Holy Spirit. What's he going to do? I don't know. Well, we're going to go here and we're going to go there. Well, you're going to go there and you might come back. It's like, yeah, we went here and the Holy Spirit did this. I mean, I'm going to be going to the kids' camp. I know it's going to be focused on the Holy Spirit. I'm already anticipating that the Holy Spirit, I'm going to be involved in something because I've yet to be on a mission trip where I'm not involved in something because I, I want to be open. I'm open to the Holy Spirit. He's like, okay, I, I can call on Joe. Um, t lots of stories on that one. And uh, this summer, I'm also going to be doing a lot of backpacking, which means I'm going out in the wilderness and staying overnight. I've yet to have one trip God has not showed up. Not one. Many trips he showed up. Everything, maybe something small, big, whatever, he shows up constantly. I don't know where, I don't know when, but he'll do it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'll be part of VBS. We'll see what God does there too. So that's, that's my encouragement as the car goes by. <laughs> so just as, you know, Paul Paul walked being open to the Holy Spirit. He was ready. Holy Spirit, I'm here. What would you like to do? Where are you moving? Where are you going? And that's what he wants to do. And, then, and all of us have talked about this. I mean, we have Jesus here and Paul right there. Paul would have himself way down here. Paul said, I, I want to exalt Jesus. Paul said, I'm the chief of all sinners. I'm the least of all apostles. I'm weak. He's strong. You know what? The same Holy Spirit that Paul has, you got. And those who are here, those are alive. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, then let me say first, accept your sinner. Believe that Jesus Christ died for your sin and rose again. 
Confess them as Lord means more than just talk. It means action, too. And then find yourself a good Bible-believing, spirit-filled church and get yourself discipled. So let me just ask the uh, worship team to come on up here as we're going to be closing soon. And this is my encouragement to you again. I can't sit up. Just be open host. It's lots of fun. Now, again, you might get some people near you that are a little discouraged. Holy Spirit's doing his work. Convicting those sin, righteousness, and judgment come. And maybe they'll come to him later. I mean, I got that way two years before I gave myself to Jesus. Somebody talking like I wasn't happy about that, but it stayed in my mind, it stayed in my heart, so we just don't know. We have the same Holy Spirit. He's inspired. And I just want to come and just close out with these words from Romans, which he probably wrote, Romans chapter 15, 4 through 6. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us that through the endurance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. And we all have that hope. That hope is Jesus, the only hope there is. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you a spirit, Holy Spirit, of unity among yourselves as you follow Christ Jesus. So that with one heart and mouth, and we sung about this, you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about. Be open. He might give you words of encouragement. Be open. You might see fruits of salvation. Be open. You might get inspired unction. Be open. You might be part of a sign and wonder. And that's my encouragement and my prayer for you today. God bless you. Hey, thank you. <laughs>